The South Carolina Gamecocks get a priority 2023 defensive back target. Shane Beamer tweets out the sixth welcome home since Sunday. And the Gamecocks are set to get an official visit from a four-star edge defender out of Missouri. Who is that four-star player, you may ask? We cap off a wild recruiting week today on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is sponsored by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams, coaches, and players. I'm your host, as always, Andrew Lyon, and well... We started off the week with a lot of recruiting news, and we're going to end the week with a lot of recruiting news as well. Happy Friday to all of you out there who might be listening to this on your commute to work or at home. Today's podcast is going to be a doozy. We're going to be talking about a really big commitment from a 2023 four-star safety out of Georgia that the Gamecocks got on Wednesday, I wasn't able to discuss it because my recording for Thursday's show took place before the commitment. I'll be talking about that in depth today with reactions from other commitments and talking about some of the notes that I took on his junior year film. I'll also be discussing a welcome home tweet that Coach Shane Beamer posted late Wednesday night and a hint as to who this could potentially be. I'll talk about that potential prospect in the second segment of today's show. And at the end of today's show, I will be talking about a four-star edge defender out of Missouri who, after unofficially visiting the Gamecocks about a week ago, is now set to officially visit the Gamecocks sometime in the near future. All that right here today on the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. And as always, thank you for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. All right, we're going to kick off today's show with the biggest news from the other day. Four-star safety from the 2023 recruiting cycle, Jalon Kilgore officially committed to the Gamecocks in a ceremony with his family, all with him and fellow teammates at his church over in Georgia. Jalon Kilgore of course, has been a massive target for the Gamecocks for a pretty good while now. The Gamecocks offered Kilgore back in January of this year, and Kilgore has liked the Gamecocks ever since then. He's had a pinned tweet of him posting about the offer on his Twitter profile, and Pretty much ever since, despite all of the big offers that he's gotten, he's had offers from schools like Oklahoma, like Clemson, like Michigan, and some others as well. The Gamecocks stayed on top pretty much all the way to the end of this recruitment. So the Gamecocks just continued to add to the defensive back class that they are compiling here for the 2023 cycle. And there was some really, really solid reactions here from some of these guys, including Zabari Sandy, who 
tweeted, we are not done yet with the 100 emoji. And I'm sure he might have been referring to the tweet from Shane Beamer, which I'll be talking about in the second segment of today's show. And then, of course, Cameron Upshaw out of Florida, who tweeted, y'all going to hate South Carolina in the SEC when our class gets there. And some of y'all may find that to be a little bit cocky, but for me, I love that tweet because, in my opinion, that shows that Cameron Upshaw clearly has a lot of confidence, not only just in his ability, but in the ability of his potential future teammates when they all sign their letter of intent later on in this process. So these guys were obviously very pumped and fired up to see Jalon Kilgore make it official and Jalen Kilgore also did an interview with On3's Jeremy Johnson where he had a few quotes that I wanted to bring up and reference and talk about with all of you, starting off with how he ended up coming down to the decision. So obviously he took an official visit this past weekend to Columbia and he told Jeremy Johnson, quote, I've been there a couple times and it was just the home feeling I got. I prayed about it with me and my family. Talking with Coach Shane Beamer was great. We talked about how they could use me as a big aspect of the team. They're definitely coming up in the SEC as one of the bigger programs. That's one of the things that helped bring me over. To continue in this article, he said that the home environment really helped out South Carolina here as well, saying it was great. I believe it was just that home feeling that they gave and the family motive that they were pushing. A lot of players were saying that the coaches were recruiting them hard and talking with them. Everyone knew it was the place for them. This is a continuing trend that we have seen with Coach Shane Beamer and this coaching staff ever since they stepped foot here in Columbia. These guys not only push for these guys to be successful on the field, but also push for life after football really try to treat them like they are a part of their own families. And every single one of these prospects, whether you're a South Carolina fan or not, if you pay attention to South Carolina recruiting, you are constantly seeing these reactions coming out of Columbia when these guys are leaving from their unofficial and official visits, which, quite frankly, in my opinion, that philosophy and that strategy and that family culture, of course, that Coach Beamer has built in such a short span of time, just a year and a half since he took the head coaching job, has really has really helped South Carolina tremendously in terms of building connections with these players, with high school coaches, and you know, obviously really showing all these other schools, these fans and these analysts that South Carolina is coming and they're gonna give it everything they've got. This coaching staff, they try to build relationships, but they also work hard as well to really make those relationships concrete. so And then there was another quote from this article where Kilgore talked about how this class is being built up and how he thinks it could be a special group, saying, quote, they're building a good, strong defensive program. They've got some strong defensive backs currently there, like Cam Smith and Darius Rush. They're definitely building a great program. With the safeties and cornerbacks coming in, it's going to be even better. So obviously echoing the sentiments of Zabari Sandy and Cameron Upshaw, who again have a lot of confidence that this could be a recruiting class that could help bring South Carolina back to the upper echelon of the SEC East and trying to potentially, you know, put themselves in a position to fight to get back to Atlanta and fight for SEC championships. So again, gotta love that from these guys and definitely showing that at least in my opinion, 
they're probably going to end up sticking in this recruiting class. Now, coming up in just a couple of moments, I will go over some of the notes that I took from Jalon Kilgore's junior year high school film and what I saw and what I think he will be bringing to Columbia. But before I do that, I have a quick message from our friends over at Built Bar. So if you're all like me, you have a hard time trying to find food that not only tastes good, but it's healthy for you to eat. And trust me, I know this because I went to the grocery store just the other day and it was difficult times trying to find food that I knew would be better for me. You know, like caramel chocolate brownies. Okay, I know I may have lost you there, but just bear with me here. Seriously, what if I told you that you could have that brownie plus 17 grams of protein? Yes, that's right. You're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available right now at Built.com. But you got to act fast before they're out of stock. These bars will help solve your problems of trying to find that tasty post-workout snack. Plus, the macronutrient counts are unreal. 130 calories. Again, 17 grams of protein and only 4 grams of sugar. But the best part about this bar is it is covered in 100% real chocolate all the way around. There's a big misconception in the world of fitness and nutrition that in order to meet your goals, you have to sacrifice taste. But with Built Bar, you don't have to sacrifice taste to be healthy. You can have the best of both worlds, and all Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. There are a million reasons that you should try Built Bars, and having caramel brownie bars are just another reason why. With Built, tasty is the new healthy. So go to Built.com right now to get your box of caramel brownie bars today. And if you're looking to save money, we got you covered there as well. When you go to Belt.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's LOCKED in all caps, 15, for 15% off at Belt.com. Go right now while the offer lasts. Okay, so getting back to Jalon Kilgore real quick and his commitment. I went back to look at his junior year film from his huddle profile. Huddle is a great website for all of you out there who may be interested in seeing how these guys play, the guys that South Carolina are getting, or excuse me, South Carolina is getting for this upcoming class where you can find all this stuff for free. You don't have to have an account or anything. So when looking back at his film, he plays for 2A Putnam County High School over in Edenton, Georgia, and he played both wide receiver and strong safety for his team last season. As a strong safety, he is a hard hitter who understands how to use leverage in order to help him make a tackle or hit on a ball carrier or receiver going up for a pass. And from what I noticed, he never tried to tackle someone standing straight up. Obviously, with all the new rules that we have seen implemented in college football and, of course, the NFL over the last probably decade to 12 years because of all of the issues surrounding head injuries and concussions, which obviously a lot of these rules have been really good for the sport, making the sport safer so that these football players are not going to have any life-altering issues later on, either in their football career or when they're done with football. But obviously, one of the um, adverse consequences with these rules has been tackling technique has sort of become a little bit muddied. It's been a lot more difficult to sort of teach guys really how to tackle because, you know, of course, you can no longer just literally try to waylay somebody that's going across the middle of the field, 
Now, you got to try to avoid hitting them up high, but you also don't want to hit them so low that you end up literally, say, flipping a receiver over and they potentially maybe land on their head, you know, compresses the spine, all those type of injuries that could take place. But Jalen Kilgore doesn't have that issue. He doesn't try to arm tackle. He doesn't try to stand straight up and basically run a guy sideways like 10 yards before finally bringing him down. Kilgore knows how to use his leverage despite the fact he's six foot one, six foot two, which is very impressive. And in my opinion, is the best trait for him as a football player right now. He's also good at reading and breaking towards receivers when they get to their cuts in the middle of a route. He also showed good straight line speed at receiver. It has good ball carrier vision that helps him to know when to make cuts and where the open field was when he was on offense. He's a really good all-around athlete, and at safety, he has a lot of tools in the toolbox, plus his unique experience playing wide receiver. I mentioned Cameron Upshaw earlier this week on my Monday show when talking about his commitment and some of the film notes I took on him. Upshaw happens to play quarterback and safety at his high school instead of safety and wide receiver like Kilgore does. And in my opinion... Kind of like Upshaw, this experience at wide receiver for Jalen Kilgore is actually going to work to his benefit. I mentioned with the Upshaw segment on that show that while normally I am not a big fan of high school coaches, of course, just taking their best athletes and playing them everywhere, which, of course, understandably, I'm not in their position. I don't have a job where I have to rely on those kind of guys or those athletes to, you know, potentially try to make up for lack of death at other spots. Obviously, it's a tough dynamic is my final point with that. But in this case, I do think that it's going to really help out Jalen Kilgore because, again, he now has unique experience of understanding the mindset of a wide receiver. What a wide receiver is thinking when going out there and getting ready to run a route. How exactly they want to fail when they do cuts. And he now understands so many different aspects of that side of the ball. And when he combines that with everything he knows about playing the safety position, that, in my opinion, is going to be of great service to Kilgore as far as his IQ is concerned when he's on the football field. So, in my opinion, when Kilgore gets to South Carolina, or as long as he stays committed and he signs his letter of tent, if he comes to South Carolina officially at the end of the process, in my opinion, he's going to be a starter within the first couple years he is in Columbia, and he will compete for significant snaps immediately when he gets here. You think about it. RJ Roderick is a sixth-year super senior. Devonnie Reed's a graduate transfer fifth-year senior. You've got B.J. Gibson, who's a sixth-year guy. Peyton Williams is a true freshman. Anthony Rose is a true freshman. Tyrese Ross, who's a fourth or fifth-year junior or senior. So... You've got a lot of guys that are getting ready to leave this program in the next year or two. I think that when Kilgore gets here, he's at the minimum going to be second string right as soon as he starts, and he could even have a chance to start potentially in year one. I think that physically he's built enough to where he could handle playing some SEC ball in year one. So needless to say, I think this is a big get for Shane Beamer and the staff. But, of course, Shane Beamer was not done yesterday as he tweeted out late on Wednesday night, yesterday as of this recording, that the Gamecocks had gotten another commitment sending out the welcome home tweet that fans go crazy over. 
But if you notice at the end, he talked about how they might need to make a hashtag for the 2024 class. And he added, of course, Jesse Jackson, who is the director of recruiting operations at South Carolina, and Taylor Edwards, the director of player personnel at South Carolina. So what you may be wondering is, who could this 2024 high school recruit be that Shane Beamer is talking about? And I'll tell you in just a second after a word from our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for you to go to your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand that the warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more from the same parts from a chain store or your car dealership? If you own a Honda Odyssey, a fuel pump is $353 from that chain store. But with Rock Auto, it only costs $216. Not to mention, Rock Auto is a family-owned business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So what are you waiting for? Because it's time to go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in all caps in there. How did you hear about us, box, so that they know that we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right. So, getting back to Shane Beamer's sixth welcome home tweet that he has sent out on social media since this past Sunday, you may be wondering who this 2024 prospect is. Well, I got a pretty good idea as to who it might be. Now, again, I will preface this by saying I do not have any sources that have told me anything concrete that this is who it is. And obviously, if I did, I would not just openly throw this out there. But due to the subtle hint that Coach Beamer did put in at the end of his tweet, I have a really good feeling that this prospect who committed is 2024 four-star cornerback out of the Loomis Chafee School in Windsor, Connecticut, Dante Reno. Dante Reno has been a longtime quarterback target for the South Carolina Gamecocks in the 2024 cycle. He is somebody that this staff really likes a lot. Coach Beamer likes him a lot. Coach Satterfield really likes him a lot. And at this point, Dante Reno has visited more times than I can count. He's, I think, visited off the top of my head at least five or six times. And that included an unofficial visit late last week where he worked out with offensive coordinator and quarterback coach Marcus Satterfield here while they were doing camps. And I'm, I believe this workout was sort of separate from all of the other stuff that was going on at the time during the day. So what is the significance of this commitment if it is Dante Reno? Well, I can tell you this much. These days when it comes to recruiting, the one thing that you really could use as a pitch when it comes to offensive playmakers is these guys that are four and five star players at on the offensive line, at running back, at wide receiver, 
These guys like to play with highly rated quarterbacks, guys that have a lot of talent. You see it, of course, in the NFL. It's the same deal in college. And you know that these guys communicate with each other, are texting back and forth and calling one another, talking to each other about the different schools they visit and everything. Dante Reno has essentially been an uncommitted advocate for South Carolina's football program over the last month or so. If you follow Dante Reno on Twitter, you've seen countless tweets and posts of him showing love to South Carolina, including even a photo that he posted of him wearing a South Carolina Gamecock shirt when he was going through, I believe, a throwing or a passing camp up there in Connecticut just about a month or so ago. So, again, this is not finalized. I have not heard anything to completely confirm this, this is just purely my opinion. And again, just reading the tea leaves here. If you've been following recruiting at all for the last several months, Dante Marino has been the biggest target and the guy that has been the closest to any sort of maybe commitment that you could point to for the 2024 recruiting cycle. So I have to believe that Dante Reno is the guy that is being referenced here in this Welcome Home tweet. And if so, this could be the start to a really good recruiting class on the offensive side of the ball. Of course, I will address that another time. All right, so the last thing that I want to touch on for today is a development with a four-star edge defender out of Missouri in Chandavian Bradley. On Twitter, in the middle of the afternoon yesterday, Gamecock Scoop tweeted out two googly eye emojis Chandavian Bradley's Twitter account and said that he confirmed with them directly that he set for an official visit to the Gamecocks. Chandavian Bradley is considered one of the top edge defenders in the country for the 2023 cycle. As you can tell, he is rated the 32nd best prospect nationally by rivals, the best player in the state of Missouri, and the fourth best player at his position, and a 6.0 on the rivals rating scale, which is basically the highest rating you can get below a five-star rating, which is a 6.1. Now, needless to say, this would be a very big deal for South Carolina. Uh, Chandavian Bradley has been somebody who has taken a couple visits recently, in particular to Tennessee. And after his official visit, it was very clear that Chandavian enjoyed his visit to Tennessee very much. And Tennessee had done really well while he was there to the point where on three's recruiting prediction machine, I I only bring that up just because it's a really neat tool that they got, but they have Tennessee as having a 70% chance to land Chandavian Bradley. And you look back at his rival's profile, there's a fan cast or future fan cast vote right here that says Tennessee at 28%. So the fans, quite frankly, feel the same way right now. But Chandavian Bradley had gone on an unofficial visit to the Gamecocks just last week. He went there, I believe, on Wednesday or Thursday. This is from June 10th. He ended up staying in South Carolina for multiple days. And as you can tell by all these photos, I think he had a pretty good time on his visit. Now, I don't know, of course, if South Carolina is number two per se, maybe on his list right behind Tennessee, if maybe now South Carolina is actually tied in the lead for his services. But 
I can tell you all this much. This is obviously a very big deal to get Chandavian Bradley to now come back to Columbia for an official visit. Anytime you can get an official visit with a guy of Bradley's caliber, that is a great chance for the staff to now keep their foot in the door. And, of course, now he'll get the red carpet treatment, hopefully have the family back with him, and Shane Beamer and his staff can get to work while he's here. And, of course, another reason why this is such a big deal to get Shandavian Bradley back here is South Carolina's Edge Recruiting Board right now, while they have a few different targets that they are mainly going after at this time, they don't have the lead for the majority of these recruiting battles. You look at the Edge Recruiting Board right now, and South Carolina's going after guys like four-star Edge Defender Montique Ramps out of Sumter High School in Sumter, South Carolina. Now, they definitely have the lead for him. They've had the lead for Montique Ramps for a very long time. But besides him, it's a little bit more murky. As you look at four-star edge defender Desmond Umeazulu, who officially visited the Gamecocks the weekend of June 10th, but seems to still favor North Carolina, again, based on on three's predictions that they do over there. And then the same deal with four-star edge defender of North Carolina, J. Bron Harvey, who on three does have South Carolina in second place in that recruiting battle. And South Carolina made Jabron Harvey's top five not long after that official visit was over. But either way, that's still too many guys that South Carolina isn't in the lead for. Because again, you look at South Carolina's edge position or defensive end spot period right now. They've got Jordan Strahan at the quote-unquote edge spot in the Clayton White scheme, which is, again, for a guy who was predominantly a pass rusher, and Jordan Strahd definitely fits that bill. But Strahd, I believe, will exhaust his eligibility completely after this season. Jordan Birch on the opposite side is about to be a junior. You got Terrell Dawkins behind those two, who was, again, a really solid pickup out of the transfer portal from NC State, had a great freshman campaign, but was marred by schematic differences and injuries in his sophomore season. And behind those three, the situation there is there's just not really a whole lot of proven depth at the at the position. You have Gilbert Edmund, of course, also at that spot. And while I think Edmund is a solid technician at the defensive end spot, and I think provides really solid snaps as a backup, the thing is South Carolina needs to build up certain positions on their depth chart to where if you go down to the second string, you have guys that can also start just like the guys who are on the first team line. And guys, teams that are competing for championships, teams that are winning eight, nine plus games a year in conferences like the SEC, that is the case for the majority of their roster. Having solid depth to where you basically have multiple lines of guys who could start. South Carolina just cannot say that at their defensive end spot right now. So this recruitment is extremely vital for South Carolina to make up some ground. And again, getting this official visit is a big deal. It will give Shane Beamer, Sterling Lucas, and all the defensive staff a really big opportunity here to make up some ground and potentially really give Jadavian Bradley a great pitch as to why he should come to South Carolina. So really, really big development here in this recruitment. This will be one to keep an eye on in the future. But with that being said, y'all, that is going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope you all thoroughly enjoyed today's show. It has been a whirlwind of a week with all of these recruiting updates. I can promise you, though, I'm not going to be slowing down one bit. If you follow me on Twitter, then 
You already probably see a lot of the updates that I post with new offers, people who are visiting, and certain recruits' reactions. If you don't already, then you can find me right here at a lion underscore sc. That's capital A, capital L, Y O N underscore capital S, capital C. Listen, it's talking season, and it is officially recruiting season. We are fully into it now, and the news and updates are not going to be slowing down again at all. So if you're looking for these updates, then make sure to go check out my Twitter account and keep an eye out for these guys. Again, updates on Dante Reno and Shadavian Bradley. Hope you all have a great rest of your weekend otherwise, and I'll catch you all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast.